from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. All right, here's, here's my final point on Carmani McLean, the five-star corner who is supposed to sign his letter of intent, ink himself with Mario Cristobal in Miami today, isn't signing, and we found out about that via an early morning tweet from his mom saying that he wasn't going to sign. In a football world where it's just teeth-gnashing, meatball brain cavemen, okay? And that's largely who's following college football. All right, you know that's me? the majority of them. Just mouth-breathing dopes. Like, you're just opening yourself up for ridicule when mommy is announcing that you're not signing. A hundred percent. I get Carmani McLean though, and having his mom handle that because I would have done the same thing. Seventeen-year-old me would have told or asked Joyce, like, "Hey, Joyce, can you?" I would have called her mom. But Joyce, could you? Uh, <laughs> could you make weird. this call, or could you write this letter? Or could you? Could you do this? Could you? Could you help me with this? I would have hidden behind Joyce, big time. By the way, again, happy birthday, mom. I'll call you after the show. Okay? You didn't call her this morning. I haven't called her yet. No. Oh I my will. gosh. Kat. I haven't called her yet. What, what does it matter? Is there a certain time of day I should be calling her on her birthday? It is your mom. Oh, my God. She's probably just waiting for you. She's your in call. a different time zone. She knows I'm on the air right now. She's in a different time zone. You're on the air up. at 12? I'm, no, I'm, I'm in it's central time, but I'm still. With. It's one hour behind. <laughs> I'm with you. But hey, but I'll th- call her after the show in like 54 yeah, minutes. He's good. He's good. Think, yeah. Ken, no, think, about, think about I would have been murdered. Eli Apple's mother still does it for him, right? He's still out in front. Now the yeah. corner for the Bengals. Lamar Jackson, uh... His agent is, is his mom. Is his mother. OBJ's dad <laughs> put together an entire yep. entire film breakdown just absolutely killing Baker Mayfield. So, Carmody McLean's not the only one standing behind a parent. Okay? At all. But but the the dopey football fan will say, his mom, oh, he's, he's, he's a mom. His mom's making his enough. He's soft. He's so soft. <laughs> he's so soft. Red flags. What a punk. Oh, soft, 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 soft. You don't want him. Like, that's, that's what happens there. But I understand Carmody McLean. Let mom take care of it. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We are the day after another ultra-successful roofclaim.com. Boca Raton Bowl. A little rain, but we're not soft. We can handle it. We didn't hide behind mommy. We just went out there. We did our jobs as Toledo beat Liberty last night in the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And a man that was prominently just shaking hands and meeting people and doing what he does best, and that's business, Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. We pick his brain every week. It's time for Ask Steve's. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Steve Politziner. My, what a what a roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl last night. And by the way, Steve, the closest roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl final score, uh, late game drama in the nine-year history of the game. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. And uh, I feel like I just saw you three hours ago. You at did. The after, at yeah. the after, after, after party at the, for the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. But yeah, um, great. Some rain, of course, but... Close game, trickery, um, hotly contested, uh, in question to the end. What else could you ask for? Yeah, it was it was awesome, and and uh, there were a couple of uh, a couple of discussions that come off of yesterday. And uh, the ESPN West Palm team again, we we uh, largely put on this game, and so we're super proud of it. And we all, it's it's really a chance for us, and it's rare for us all to be in one place mm-hmm. at one time. That mm-hmm. just doesn't happen all that often, especially since the pandemic anymore. I made the conscious decision yesterday, Steve. Now, you know, we have RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl polos, right? They're, they're stylish and they're good and they're Adidas brand. And I, um, last year, I got handed a polo, mm-hmm. put it on for the game, and I'm like, man, all right, I like this fit. This is good. After the game last year, Jeanette goes, Ken, you realize you're wearing a woman's cut polo, right? I knew it. Yeah. I knew it so, when I saw you yesterday. Yeah. Oh I my didn't God. want to ask. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't sure yeah. how to ask, but I was okay. pretty sure that was 
the women's one. Yeah, so let's dive had, in. Let, was, let's dive into this. So yesterday, why were you afraid to yesterday, ask? Yesterday, I, I, it's, it's what I had. So I dug into my closet, put it back on, and then I was fully intending to acquire a men's uh, small polo, which was there. I grabbed it, but, but. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I was telling him, I don't know, man. I still like how this fits. Uh, I, I like that it kind of shows off my, my arms. I put a lot of work into my biceps and my triceps. I want people to see those things. And he's like, you know what? Who cares? No one's going to notice. So I stuck the whole game with the woman's cut polo. Stone's killing me for it. Jeanette has stood by me saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, show off what you got. You put a lot of work into that. Um, how, do you, how do you perceive me opting to stick with the women's polo at a, a college football bowl game yesterday? I'm totally good with it. I thought it. I thought it fit you well. I did notice that it was the women's cut because uh-huh. the women's one has like a little bit of a like some kind of something down the side, like a, yeah. the seams. like a black yeah, lining. Yeah. It's a little slim down fit. The side. That's right. That's right. Um, but you know, and also as an operator, uh, from what I was told, that we were very short on um, additional uh, polos because we had so many new teammates. <laughs> so I think that also was good because then we didn't have to waste one on you. That's so true. you look good. Yeah, I like it. I think I think it fits you well. And isn't it the world now? I mean, why do we even say men's cut, women's cut? Yeah. It, it, shouldn't it just be... Gender's fluid. It, it should just be a fluid pool. Yeah. You heard yeah. Stone? Yeah. Take notes, Stone. Yeah. No, because yeah. at this point, he just needs to start wearing Christina from the home team, her leggings. Like, it, it basically just took off <laughs> Tina's polo and put it I on mean, his body. I mean, if we're really going to go into clothes, <laughs> if we're going to go into clothes, last night um, I was wearing Air Jordans. Uh, we were talking afterwards, a couple of us, and... Um, and I and someone complimented me on them, and I said, "Oh, cool!" I go, Stone, you're you're like a sneaker guy or a shoe guy, right? For some reason, I thought that, and then I saw what Stone was wearing like clogs, <laughs> and we're running around a stadium all night. Like, was, everyone so- is working, and I look under the table, and it went. He had like boots from another generation. <laughs> okay, like, what was that? I'm, I'm, what were you doing, Stone? I'm out here to defend Stone. Those are called Chelsea boots. Come on. And those were very stylish. And that's the first thing I noticed about Stone. Stone actually put some thought into what he was wearing. Oh. I disagree I, with you, Steve. I thought Stone looked great. In there's levels to this stuff. These are it, Chelsea it, boots. You find them at Zara. You find them at H&M. No, you find stop. them at okay, Urban Outfitters. All right. Stone. Stop. Just there's stop, levels stop. to this stuff, no, Steve. Stone, Stone, I know. Yeah, but uh, I'm not denying that they're probably stylish and fashioned in. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm perfect on that knowledge. But isn't that more for another occasion? Yeah. You're, you're, you're like on the field running to the hand people like <laughs> things. Like, you know, <laughs> we're, we weren't out. It wasn't, it wasn't a party. So it right. seemed like they, they didn't seem the most durable and appropriate for, if it, for, for you. Not appropriate like, oh, those were inappropriate, like you were wearing open-toe sandals or something. Yeah, uh, I mean... It just seemed like it was, a, it was an odd fashion choice. We were in paradise yesterday, right? Boca Raton, just the palm trees around. I wanted to look good. I didn't want to cop out and put on a pair of tennis shoes or some Air Jordans. Just wasn't going to do it. Okay, stop. Get off the Air Jordans because I was wearing Air Force Ones too, so get off the sneakers too, right? We were all... Anything anything is better than Ken stealing Christina's shirt and wearing it all day and night. (laughs) I am not stoned. What I said, don't be jealous because Ken Uh has older than you, Uh has more muscles than you. More muscle definition. And just wanted to flex on it, especially (laughs) since he's on camera. But this brings me to this then, Steve. So the night before, uh, all the teammates and and from all of our markets across the country, good comer brands, we have ESPN Cleveland, ESPN Chicago, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN LA, ESPN New York. Um, we, We bring a lot of our teammates down to to be a part of the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And so there are many teammates every year that we meet for the first time. We we know them via email or we know them via uh, uh, company-wide calls. We don't know them in person. So they come down and we're able to have a face-to-face talk and a chat and develop a relationship. So a lot of us went to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach for a full team dinner on Monday night. And Stone decided amongst teammates of his that he's never met before that it would be a good idea to to do the 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 restaurant eating competition. What is this stone? So it was called the Burgatory. Okay, it was uh, two pounds of meat, mm-hmm. three burger patties, mm-hmm. I think a half pound of fries. Yep, 
It was ghost pepper chili paste and, and three slices of ghost pepper cheese. Right, right. So you, you got to eat all that in 15 minutes, right? 15 minutes for a full round of beers for the table. 15 minutes. So I I could not go to this dinner, but I look at my phone, and Jeanette's sending me pictures of Stone lifting his <laughs> shirt up with his bare beer belly, and uh, she's taking photos of this. And meanwhile, these teammates that he's never met before are around. And I'm like, Stone, you can't make that type of first impression to these people. What are you doing? You, Steve, is a man of great authority uh, within this company. How do you feel about Stone Lebanowitz and what he subjected these teammates to? I'm fine with it. Stone's an on-air personality. It's about building a brand. He's not someone that has to, you know, um, he doesn't have, he's not restricted in the sense of, like, he has a different title or a different role. And I think they leave and they're like, oh, that's Stone Lebanowitz. You know, that guy, crazy on-air guy. Wow, wow, he's wild. Did you see what he did with the chili paste? I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Did he, did he do it? Did he do it? No, did but he get this. Round? Get this. Because I'm guessing he didn't because I saw the bill for that dinner. Stop for, it. You, you, you know, for 50 teammates to, you know, have, have dinner. I'm guessing that there was nothing free in that dinner. <laughs> I, saw the, I saw that bill. So, actually, I want you so, – so, apparently, Jeanette ate some of the fries – and apparently, uh, MacGyver Dave Druda, uh, he ate some of the meat of the two pounds. No, that never happened. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then the, the meat actually absolutely did happen. So it became a team no, effort. But then Stone said, did it, did it, did it, I did it, I did it. Uh, how did, <laughs> so it was a team effort, but also a bit misleading that Stone is, is claiming that he did it. Does that fit the values of our company? Who told him this? Uh, I'm, not, told him? I'm not Who sure. Who's the rat? There's a mole around here. But, wow. But in, wow. In, in so, I appreciate I appreciate the teammates helping a teammate, Who but I, I just I just wonder if <laughs> if that's being fully honest. I don't know. Listen, and I I think I took cheating to the next step because I didn't want a free round of beer, right? Like Steve said, you know, it was a it was a company wide thing. So I negotiated myself a free t shirt, a free hat, kinda got in the mix. So now I'm rocking Free Stormhouse Brewing merch, but now there's there's this rumor going mm. around that Jeanette was eating my French fries. Oh man, this seems like a dark cloud hanging <laughs> over this Steve. Why would I? I'm, talk all, crap I'm about good that? with all this. I like this <laughs> Steve is controversy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, this is going to have some lasting power. <laughs> I I like where this is going. Oh man! I just want to make note that for once I seem like the level-minded one here. You <laughs> with your shirts, you and your hat, and eating. I was going to say. I'm normal. Je- Jeanette's just living her life right now. And and this it's, is great. And let me and Jeanette find out who the mole is. Oh. Just uh, let us find out. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on a mission uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. Uh, as Steve's <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We were, we were talking, Steve, about who got punked most. Carmani McLean, five-star corner, supposed to sign with Miami today, didn't. His mom tweeted at like 9.30 in the morning, uh, oh, no, 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 no signing today, and nobody's heard from him. So Mario Cristobal, I'm sure, feels a little bit punked. Uh, you have Carlos Correa who's about to have an introductory press conference with the San Francisco Giants and then all of a sudden Steve Cohen and the Mets come soaring in and and swoop him away at the last moment so the Giants feel punked but then all of this happens on the day that Aaron Judge his extensions being announced and he's named the captain totally taking away the headlines from the great Yankees what Steve Cohen and the Mets did who got punked more in that situation Oh, I think the Giants. I mean, because players players commit and decommit all the time, and that's going to continue, right? To be uh, so, and and if UM were some powerhouse, it might be it might be a bigger deal. But UM you know, is like nowhere right now. We know that, so they got a long way. They got a long way to go. Judge is going to get plenty of headlines over over time. And he's going to own the back pages for the next decade in New York. So if they didn't get it today, he'll have it tomorrow. It's the Carlos Correa with the Giants. I mean, how rare does it happen where there is a report, it's done, it's agreed, it's being announced, and then a a change like that, and and to that magnitude, $300-plus million over 12 (laughs) years on top of what the Mets have already put out there in the market. That, to me, is... Insane what the Mets are going and doing. Not insane crazy, like insane impressive. What the Mets are going and doing to try to compete, you know, to win. And they just signed Verlander. Yeah, they just, right. They'd already signed Scherzer. Right. 
They resigned some of their own guys, Mimo and Diaz. Like you as a Yankees fan, like Steve, you as a Yankees fan, do the Mets annoy you? Because um, when the Cubs started doing this, me as a White Sox fan in the Chicago area, I was really annoyed. I mean, it was really annoying. Uh, Do the Mets annoy you with with how relevant they're trying to make themselves? No, no, I, 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 no, not at all. I think it's great. I think it's better. I think it's better if you have two teams that are that are built to compete. And and also, as a Yankee fan, since everyone just likes to point the finger at the Yankees for spending all the money, I'm glad there's another team that is spending all the money and let them also get the scrutiny. Yeah. You know, the Mets, you know, and, and you know, the Padres now, they the definitely Dodgers. set themselves up. Yeah. Yep, the Dodgers, um, to, you know, to be one of those. Uh, to be one of those teams, I'm good with it. I happened to talk to a Red Sox fan yesterday who was absolutely beside himself. I didn't, I didn't know the guy we just met um, at an event, and like he's like, "What happened to us? We don't spend for players. Where did we go? We are, we're the guys that lose players yeah. now. Yeah. You know, the lost Bogarts, Devers is going to go next year. Yeah. And it's like everybody knows. It's funny the way the pendulum is shifting. Uh, Steve Palatiner asks Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. I'm Ken Levicka, Jeanette Javier, Stone Labanowitz. Now, you you grew up in uh, the not-so-college football hotbed of um, New Jersey. Uh, and that's, so, a shot, that's a shot at Rutgers University. I love well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, shout-out uh, voice of Rutgers, Chris Carlin, who called the RoofClaim.com Boca Tumble on ESPN 106.3 last night. Chris Carlin still haven't forgiven you for your, uh, your terrible heat take during the playoffs um but Ooh, uh, i won't uh i won't send you the picture that i took with him oh uh, so i, I don't want to get my uh i don't want to get canceled <laughs> you get carlin canceled yeah that might be a good thing you uh, canceled by ken <laughs> i was gonna say is that really bad for you um so so uh, i was asking though in the spirit of national signing day like when i grew up I was all about Illinois football, like Chicago college football hotbed. Like, I, I can talk. But I wanted to, I was a big Illinois fan. Uh, Jeff George, Ron Turner, head coach, uh, Lou Tepper, the entire thing. Like, I, I was a big Illinois fan. You growing up, if you were to, back in high school, commit to a school to play football, where would it have been? Where was your allegiance? Oh, my God. Well, first off, I didn't play football, and no one would think I could play football. So this is completely hypothetical. When you're from the Northeast, as I would think many, you know, if you're listening can relate, uh, college football was just not a big deal uh, because of the the NFL and because you didn't have that powerhouse team conferences. It was always known the best players from New Jersey would look at, could go to Penn State, could go to Syracuse, Mm -hmm. you know, could go, like you were were going to leave generally, you know, you were going to leave that, that area. Um, so if I, 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 are you saying who would I rooted for as a kid? Like yeah. where would I love to go to play? If you could have played one place, if you were a football guy. I guess I would probably say Penn State because that Ooh. was really where a lot of the best kids from New Jersey were going at the time. Uh, Penn State wasn't part of the Big Ten then. You know, it was a very, it was such a different world all the way, you sure. know, all, all the way back then. I will tell you, sadly, it was not Rutgers. Which was the team in my backyard <laughs> that has always been pretty much a laughing stock. They have had a, some success with Shiano more the first time around, uh, but yeah, never, never would have thought about um, th- that. Which was oh, I always did envy that those those like you, like you grew up in a state and your team, even the, even the Rutgers. It wasn't even called, like I think most people don't even know Rutgers is in New Jersey, right? I because agree. New Jersey is such a unique place because New Jersey is just such a. A suburb, such an auxiliary um, yeah. uh, place for New York and for and for Pennsylvania, that it, it just it's sort of faceless. I think most people don't even know the Rutgers is New Jersey is the New Jersey school. But even better, I think if you called it like you have Illinois, you have you know whatever uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, Florida. I don't think New Jersey as a college would have been that much more impressive. No, either. No. Now, also too, I miss I miss. Um, like 11 a.m. kickoffs. Like down here, everybody complains about, oh, I have to wake up early to go watch football. Hell no. In the Big Ten, 
You wake up, you eat some eggs, and you go watch some football at a Big Ten stadium when it's cloudy and it's cold. That's what you do. That's college football right there. So I'm tired of people complaining about that. That sounds miserable. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so Steve, in, in the spirit of, of you being a hardcore college football guy who grew up in New Jersey, if you could, tell us about a, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Oh, Capital One Orange Bowl. Look, we are in bowl season, and we are at the 11th hour with this game because Clemson, UT, you have a great game. You have a lot of orange, the most orange, orange bowl ever. Make sure you're wearing something orange if you're going. And they're down to the last tickets available. Have you made your plans yet for Friday, December 30th? Because Hard Rock Stadium going to be bumping. Uh, Go check it out to see a great matchup. Uh, between ACC, SEC, and get your tickets at orangebowl.org. Steve, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, hopefully we catch up uh, before the calendar turns to 2023. But uh, good seeing you last night at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, congratulations, big-time success. Super proud of the team, and, uh, and uh, have a great weekend, okay? You too. Very uh, proud of your gender fluidity. You're really growing. <laughs> not, certainly not in stature, uh, yeah. and, uh, but, but in other ways. I appreciate proud your support. Day. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Steve, uh, have a good weekend, bud. All right. Bye. Bye, Jeanette. Bye, Stone. Ciao. See ya. That's Steve Politziner, Good Karma Brands, ESPN West Palm, and Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer here on ESPN 106.3. Stone is so mad at me, though. Why? For For wearing the women's small polo. Uh, yeah, I, I am upset. Like he, he brought it up like three or four times last night when we went to the, the Duffy's in Boca where we, we as a whole team went out and just had some food, had a couple of drinks, and just decompressed a little bit uh, after the game, sort of just a nice, fun after party. And Stone, like, take that shirt off, bro. I can't believe you're wearing that shirt. Jesus, what are you doing, man? He did it at halftime yep. in the stadium. Why didn't you it's just bothering him. let me yell at him every time he said it? No, because I feel like you yell at him so much that it's just, <laughs> he mutes it now. He has the ability to mute it. Absolutely. So, But the only thing that was helping. Do you... Is that true? The you only mute th- me? The only thing the only thing that Yeah, he does. He's turning off. <laughs> Stop, I'm very loud and I still have a voice. The only thing that <laughs> the only thing that helped Ken last night was that he was walking around the bar with a quesadilla with no plate in one hand and a beer in the other and his belly button just hanging out because the shirt obviously wasn't big enough. So I mean that was masculine enough, you know, to suffice my my feelings towards you got the shirt. Abs, Ken? Huh? You got abs? I do, but like I had, a, I have a little like uh, at the bottom. My fat sometimes collects in the little uh, <laughs> yeah, the pocket, the pocket. You, you the, enjoy the man, beer, the man pocket. Yeah, the, the, the whatever. <laughs> whatever we want to call it. A lot of yeah. people call it something else, but it was just like <laughs> when, when when Ken was like would bend over or lean in to dap someone up. You know, you would see the skin, and I, I, I it did. It's I'm like, kind of sounds like Stone was checking you out. <laughs> I don't blame him, man. I mean, that shirt looked damn good. <laughs> but it, it looked good on the shoulders and the arms. Damn right. You see all the definition, but come on, man. You can see it from a mile away that it didn't fit him. It, oh, come they, on, dude. They call it, 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 it did fit him. They, they call it the schmedium nowadays. <laughs> and he was just rocking a schmedium <laughs> for 10 hours yesterday. <laughs> it was a long and time. And he looked great on camera. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. I looked, I looked just fine on camera. And I, I think that was his play because he was on the Jumbotron for looking, hours on the night. Yeah, and you only it. get it from chest up. No, so but you're like, oh, he's looking cut but Jeanette up. Jeanette was with me most of the time. It's not like I was walking around the stadium with my belly hanging no, out. Maybe if I'm making no. one movement, maybe there's just a little bit of a, a not little only bit that, of, but you know, I was I'm your biggest hype woman when it comes to yeah, that shit. Yeah. Let somebody uh, say something. Appreciate it. Thank you for the support. <laughs> you're just a hater. You you and I'm done defending wanna, you with your boots if you're coming at Ken. Yeah, you're just building a wall of polo, uh, polo wall. I think we're doing we're doing all of this to mask the fact that there's a mole around the company, Jeanette, that is out here exposing me and you cheating on my food challenge. First of all, nice way to reflect. Do you like that? Deflect. Th- mm-hmm. um, but honestly, Stone, let me find out who's out here scheming these lies that take away the joy you earned from eating, you devouring know, that burger. The last thing we want is Josh Brinzo and Preston from Stormhouse Brewing knowing that I cheated and asking for the shirt back that I that I was giving you from that. I, I think. What they size shirt is it? It's a nice large. Yeah. I think they will let you keep nice this shirt. shirt, Stone. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's okay. But, I mean, let's ask, how weird is it that I wore a women's small polo to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl last night? And, and should Stone give back the shirt and the hat from Stormhouse uh, Brewing? 
no, then I'm going to fight people because, again, we got to find that rat. Then bring it on. Here <laughs> scheming lies. Well, just because there's a rat doesn't mean it didn't happen. Like, that's my point. Like, you can be mad all you want at the leak, but the leak, who I mean, the it? leak's who telling the truth. Who is, who is leaking? I don't know. I just heard things. Who is things. out here I, talking I, to I, smack I, on I, the street? I just heard things. Uh, Stone cheated at an eating no, challenge at Stormhouse not. Brewing. He cheated at, a, at a, an eating challenge at Stormhouse Brewing. He's acknowledging it. Should he give back the shirt and the hat? Um, at Stormhouse Brewing, and was it weird that I wore a woman's small polo for the entire RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, that's 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. Speaking of Stormhouse Brewing, you can actually legitimately uh, win their eating challenge. What's it called again, Stone? The Burgatory. The Burgatory, without assistance, unlike Stone, and win your uh, whole party, your whole table, a round of beers. Just go to Storm. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, US 1, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Stormhouse Brewing, NFL Sunday ticket. Yep, they got it. Premier League action. Yep, they got it. Gators games. Yep, they got it. Awesome events, for sure. Beer brewed on site by a German trained brewmaster. Uh huh. A full food menu at a local craft brewery. Uh, yes, please. That's Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. Check it out. North Palm Beach, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard, Stormhouse Brewing. Should Stone be given back his Stormhouse Brewing shirt and hat that he won cheating with the Burgatory Eating Challenge? And is it super weird that I wore a woman's small polo, the entire roofclaim.com book, or a tone because I liked the fit? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen, and I can tell she's annoyed right now. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 106.3. So last night, after the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, I pulled into the um, to the the Duffy's in Boca, and Tyree Smith, who we talked to earlier in the show, our man on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, he goes, damn, bro, that's your ride? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that is slick, man. I love that car. I'm like, I know you should. It's my Kia K5 GT, all sleek and blue. From Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. That's right. That's what I'm rolling in. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Again, it's where I got my Kia K5 GT. If I'm going to be stuck in traffic, if I'm going to be in gridlock, might as well be in comfort and in style. And the Kia K5 GT I got from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And the best part is... You, you can go in. You can get yourself an outstanding Kia automobile, even if, and I've lived this life, so I know it, your credit is bad. Like, bad, bad. And I've had bad credit. I mean, there have been times in my life that's been my trademark. Like, it's followed me around. It's been a dark cloud hovering over me. Because you didn't seem like you had an out. There was no way. Stone went through it buying a, a place. He yes, bought I a new did. place. And he had some credit issues. Yep. It's hard, man. It's hard. And they understand that at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Their credit clinic on site, their bankrupt sitting there waiting to help you. I tell you what, it is such a relief. And they don't judge. Sometimes there are dealerships, especially in this area, that just sort of thumb their nose at you. Like, really? Like, you're trying to buy a car from here and you've got this credit? You'll never, ever, 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 and I am emphasizing, ever get treated like that at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south, Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Check out that selection. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. We've been talking about Cormani McLean. Quick recap, five-star corner out of Lakeland, was committed to the Florida Gators, said, uh-uh, sorry, Coach Billy Napier. I'm going to commit to the Canes. Did this several weeks ago. It was a shock to a lot of people in Canes' world. They didn't see that coming. Didn't expect that coming, but hey, of course, they'll take it. Cormani McLean. Now, it turns out, according to 247, uh, didn't go to a visit at Miami 
Miami this past weekend that was scheduled. Uh, will not sign today per his his mom. Uh, and so uh, now 247 is reporting that Deion Sanders at Colorado has reached out to Cormani's family. Joining us now is a man who uh, is going to be able to shed a little bit of light on it. He knows all when it comes to the Canes. Gabby Arudia, 247 Canes. He's the co-host of Through the Smoke, and he joins us just for a brief second here on Ken Levick Alive. Gabby, I know it's super busy. This is a, a big, big day, and so I appreciate you taking some time. Uh, what happened here? Uh, how shocking is this? Should we be surprised Cormani McClain today is not going to be a cane for the time being? Yeah, I mean, I feel like shocking and National Signing Day kind of go hand in hand, right? So, yeah, maybe we should be surprised, but really should we? Uh, I feel like these are the types of things that happened. Uh, it wasn't long ago where, Tyler, where Travis Hunter flipped to Jackson State from Florida State on National Signing Day. So these are the types of things that just happen in high-profile recruitments. Um, you know, obviously this isn't the ideal situation. It's something Miami kind of started dealing with. It seems it probably even last night, and I kind of got whiff of it earlier this morning. Um, I didn't know really know that he wasn't going to sign. I think they were just trying to figure some stuff out. Um, I, I mean, I think the Deion Sanders stuff, I mean, I, I definitely believe that they've had conversations, but I think more so than Deion Sanders in Colorado. It might be Nick Saban in Alabama who are giving Cormani McLean a lot to think about. Uh, you know, there was a rumored visit uh, from a few weeks ago. He ended up not making it up to Tuscaloosa. Um, this is, these are just the types of ebbs and flows in these high-profile recruitments. We are talking about the number two overall player in the country per the, you know, the composite, which is just an industry average. Um, you know, Miami's chipping away here. I think that there's definitely, definitely some confidence on their end that they can get this thing across the finish line. But uh, as we know, Ken, uh, this is one of those things where you don't really know until it's official and until Penn meets paper and Miami has those papers in their hands, uh, you kind of got to hold on to your seat. Yeah, and I did want to ask you, Gabby, when it comes to not going on the visit to Tuscaloosa, not going on the visit to Miami, and listen, I've worked in college football a long time, long time play-by-play voice of FAU. I know how fans sort of – uh, consume that news. I, I, there's a lot of, oh, that kid, uh, lack of character. Why would he do that? Red flags. Like, how, how should the last couple of weeks from Cromani McLean be translated in your mind? Yeah, you know, honestly, just kind of speaking to people that are obviously part of fixing the situation for uh, you know, they, they think the world of Cormani McLean. They think he's a really good kid that is in a, an extremely unique situation. I think people people forget a lot of times, like, these are 17, you know, sometimes turning 18-year-old kids that have to make one of the biggest decisions of their lives, and they do it with, like, under a spotlight. Cormani McLean is, is, is an introvert in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of eyes on him, and everyone's wondering what he's going to do. He needs, he's trying to make sure he's making the right decision for himself and his family. I mean, I think everyone at the University of Miami just thinks that or, or try, is trying to respect his process, respect how if he wants to go about it on his terms, they think he's earned that in ter- you know, just with who he is as a prospect and who he's been as a person. Uh, so, you know, it's not always uh, the drama queen that wants all the attention. Sometimes it's just a really, I mean, it's an extremely important decision that you need to make sure you get right. Where you sure. spend your college years, uh, obviously has a huge impact on, you know, the rest of your career, your development, who you are as a football player. And so, you know, there's it, it's one of those situations where Miami feels like they have the right people in place to give Cormani McLean an opportunity to be an NFL superstar, which he has the potential to be. And uh, they're just from here on, uh, here on Wednesday, and we'll see what happens down the line. But, uh, again, Miami – Gabby, I, I, I got to ask you this. You know, it, it's come down to, uh, you know, where he's going to choose. We talked about Legacy wanting to build this class with Miami and everything. Do you think he's in contact with Travis Hunter? There was an article from, from 24-7 Sports with Robbie Weinberg who talked about Dion's contacting him. Do you really think it's Travis Hunter contacting him? Does he want to go be a tandem and then be the guys on the island in Colorado? Is this more about Travis Hunter parlaying himself with Cormani McClain more so than Cormani McClain parlaying himself with Dion Sanders? I mean, I think everything's on the table. Uh, you know, we know how this rec- this recruiting stuff is wild, man. And, you know, I, I obviously, you know, can't totally speak on that or speak in definites because I don't know the details 
um, of, of any of that stuff. But look, I mean, these kids all talk to each other, and we know in recruiting that, you know, elite players want to play with elite players. And, you know, they both kind of played for the same seven-on-seven organization. Travis Hunter was in a South Florida Express kid. Um, you know, Cormani McLean spent this last seven-on-seven season with South Florida Express. Um, I don't know how necessarily close the two are of their relationship, but I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be totally shocking to assume that maybe they they've talked and all these different types of things. But again, I really do think it's uh it's potentially the Crimson Tide more so than Deion Sanders and or Travis Hunter and and the potential of Colorado than uh um you know I, I think Alabama's maybe more of the threat. Gabby, really appreciate this. Awesome insight. Thank you for clearing some of this stuff up. And I think what you said about how how Carmody uh, McLean should be perceived right now was extremely important, and some people needed to hear that as well. So uh, again, Gabby Arudia, two four seven two four seven Canes, the Through the Smoke podcast. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes with us. Absolutely, Ken and Stone. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Appreciate you, Gabby. That is Gabby Arudia, two four seven. And now, doing what we like to do. And that show FAU some love. That's yes. what we do. Yes. Uh, a, a man who, who near and dear to my heart, to Jeanette's heart, he was Jeanette's punter at Florida Atlantic. When Jeanette came to school in 2009 at FAU, the man who was punting for FAU was Mickey Grudy. Yep. He is now the head football coach at John Carroll. And an unbelievable season, a deep playoff run yeah. for John Carroll. And John Carroll is really the center of a lot of the signing day attention in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And joining us now is Mickey Grudy here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Mickey, uh, congratulations. Uh, congratulations on your outstanding season as well, Coach Bud. What a signing day. What a haul for you guys. you got to be pretty proud. Coach, you hear me? Did we lose coach? All right, we'll get coach on. All of those things still apply, though. <laughs> Quite the lead up. They are Definitely really, was. really, really strong uh, at John Carroll. Now, what? So, so Stone, you've got Wilkie Denod, right? Yeah, he's a savage on the defensive end side of things. He DN is committed to Auburn. Going to Auburn. He's going to play for Hugh Freeze. Uh, so, uh, John Carroll, by the way, just small school in Vero, and Mickey Grudy has really built that thing into a powerhouse. And so, for me, it's wild that he goes from someone I know kicking the football at FAU to spending some time as an assistant coach at Vero mm -hmm. to taking over John Carroll, and now here we are, and he's in state semifinals with his John Carroll team, and he has uh, his defensive lineman, his defensive end going to Auburn. Uh, coach, you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no, thank you for, for jumping on with us. Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about Wilkie Denod, the uh, the man you've got going to Auburn, going to play for Hugh Freeze. When did you know, all right, this dude's pretty real? Uh, the moment I met him his freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he was actually, I saw him first at summer basketball workouts, and he was dunking, and it was me. he was making it look way too easy. And uh, I could tell this guy's going to be pretty special. Is, it, is there something about him, Mickey, that, that he's been able to stay with this Auburn squad you know, getting rid of their coach and bringing in Hugh Freeze, and obviously he's clean house and brought in a bunch of new coaches. Is does it pay I, homage to the kind of kid that that Wilkie is that he stayed with these guys and they want to stay with him? I think so. You know, I really just you know one thing I preach to our guys is you want to be men of your word, and Wilkie committed to play at Auburn. You know, and obviously things get a little weird when coaching changes happen and stuff like that. But you know, I give credit Coach Freeze and his staff. Um, they came down and met with Wilkie, talked to him and his family. You know, and I knew Wilkie's decision wasn't going to be based off of, you know, the gear or, you know, the swag or anything like that. It was going to be about the relationships he built. And I really think that's why he ended up sticking with Auburn, was the relationships he built with the, uh, with the new staff. I mean, you have the last couple of years sent guys – uh, off and they've signed. They're playing college football. You've had a couple of D one guys. How have you gotten it to this point? How is how is John Carroll now risen to to the top of Palm Beach County Treasure Coast High School football like this? Um, you know, I think it takes a lot of hard work from our senior groups that we've had in years past. Um, and I really, you know, I give credit to them because of what they've been able to do and the foundation they've been able to lay, and what we've been doing um, with all of our seniors and leaders we've had in the past they've just done a good job of laying a foundation so that we're able to go ahead and play in these big games now 
Here with uh, John Carroll, head football coach, former FAU punter, Mickey Grudy, here on ESPN 106.3. And so, Coach, I was saying that uh, Jeanette Javier, who started uh, at FAU as a student in 2009, you were her punter. That was your first year. You earned that job after game one as the full-time punter for Howard Schnellenberger and company. I hold you near and dear to my heart, first as a punter, <laughs> then uh, then a coach. What was what was for for someone like you uh, with your your big strong leg? What was recruiting like for you? What was how did you you traverse your path to Howard <laughs> Schnellenberger and FAU? You know, it was definitely interesting for me because I played high school at St. Thomas Aquinas, and anybody familiar with that program is familiar that they don't use a punter quite often. <laughs> That's uh, true. So that was a little unique, um, getting recruited there, because I went from, you know, maybe punting once a game to FAU, where we would punt, you know, <laughs> fairly often. <laughs> a little bit. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Especially Mickey's um, final year in 2011, but yes, that's yes, where yes. you shone brightly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, no, I uh, just recruiting-wise and stuff like that, and, again, it's all about building relationships. And, you know, I Coach Nell, we came to – visit me at school, came to my house, sat down with my parents, and the relationship I was able to build with him and Coach Van at the time kind of sealed the deal for me. Wait, so you you legitimately got an in-home visit. Uh, the uh, Mickey Grudy punter got an in-home visit from Howard Schnellenberger. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. I That's never really knew this. Cool. That That's is really cool. awesome. That rules. I love that. Uh, Mickey Grudy with us here on uh, Ken Levick Alive. Uh, what What is your like the, the moment at FAU as a puncher that you that you did the job you did that pumped you up? Like, was it pinning someone inside the one? Did you make a tackle? Like, what 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 got you uh, fired up the most? A job you did as FAU's punter. Uh, I would have to say when we came out and we went three and out on the first drive and somewhere where it was kind of noisy like the Swamp or Texas or something like that, I would have to say coming out on the first punt after a three and out, place is kind of rocking, momentum's on their side. Uh, I think being able to flip the field, putting the defense in a little bit better position was always something that I was keen on that I was able to do, I feel, pretty consistently. Man, I love this. I didn't realize this, Coach, but I could do punter talk for like two hours. I'm fascinated <laughs> by this entire thing. Um, so I don't know how the listeners would feel. Yeah, I was going to say, we might have Mickey Grudy Presents Punting. Uh, starting, it's our new segment in 2023. John Carroll, head coach, Mickey Grudy with us here on Ken Levick Alive. So, What's next now? Because you've set a pretty high bar. You're going to state semis. You've got an Auburn uh, product now uh, who's going to go play for Hugh Freeze. Like, what's next now? How do you take this next leap with John Carroll? Uh, I think the first thing is we're going to finish getting our seniors recruited. I think we'll end up in total by the second signing day. We're going to have about 12 guys signed to go play ball at the next level, which for John Carroll being a smaller school is kind of rare and unheard of. Um, so that'll be the first step, and you know, and then back probably middle of January, you know, we'll start our football season again. We don't say football season starts in August because, as we all know, it starts. It's all year round. You know, it's 365 days a year, and we'll get back to it. And that's how we're going to train. I thought our guys did a good job this year, physically and mentally, training to play four quarters. Um, that's how we train in January. It's how we're going to train all summer and different things. And I think you kind of flows over into August and September, October, and hopefully we're playing in December next year again. But that's our goal, and that's our mindset, is state championship or bust from here on out. Oh, state championship that. or bust. Yeah, you dropped that line on me uh, a few months ago in high school, a serious show, and I, I truly believed it. Hey, you talked about having 12 other guys that are going to eventually go play at the next level. I want to touch on one of them, because usually mm-hmm. Wilkie's the one everybody asks about, but Aiden Singleton's going to Lehigh. Smart kid, smart decision. You know, what do you think his future is at the next level? Uh, I think he's got, his roof is so high, you know, him and Wilkie too. But Aiden's roof is so high, you know, they're going to use him at cornerback, but I think you guys were witnesses this year. He's a really oh, good yeah. wide receiver as well. You know, so it wouldn't shock me where he's going to end up being a guy who plays both ways for them. So they just had a new coaching change as well. But, again, he built the relationship with their new coach there, and I think his, his roof is so high. You know, they have him listed as a corner. I think he could actually play safety as well. And, you know, he'll, he can definitely return kicks. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Coach, have you talked to uh, Tom Herman yet? I have not. I have spoke to Coach Rock. I'm excited for him to be back home near his family <laughs> and stuff like that. 
Um, so I was really happy for him and really happy for FAU because I know Coach Rock can recruit. Um, he recruited Wilkie originally at Auburn. So I was hoping he was going to be able to flip Wilkie to FAU, but I don't think there was enough time. One can dream. I don't think there was enough time for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. But uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Rock will be digging in uh, for the next crop of future owls from uh, from John Carroll. Jeanette, before we uh, let Coach go, do you have a favorite uh, Mickey Grudy moment in your time at FAU? No. Or just all of them. All of them. I tell you what. I mean, there, there, there is no one who's captured my heart more as a punter at FAU than... Oh, oh, by, oh I wanted to ask you, Mickey. I remember Mickey always being like super kind and one of the guys that he had a question, like you were easily available yeah. and super nice Because he's it. a good guy. Yeah. Sounds about right. Grudy's a good guy. Yeah, I know, but I remember, yeah, I remember you, Grudy, um, you were like that. Riley Thompson, FAU's punter this past year, just transferred to Penn State. Uh, did you did you ever have an opportunity, uh, Coach, to when you were at FAU, maybe go Power Five? Uh, you know, I don't think it ever dawned on me to do that. And again, I think the transfer portal and yeah. transfer process was a little different back then. Um, but no, you know, I, I loved where I was at. I loved my teammates. I loved my coaches. So I never really had any wishes or thoughts to go ahead and transfer. What I'll say about Riley, and I love him, great kid, uh, punting in eighty five degrees is a little bit different than punting in 21 degrees uh, and snow and blowing wind there in, uh, in, in State College. Uh, how, how much does it hurt, by the way, to kick a cold, hard football? Oh, it's a big difference. You know, and it's actually funny. The, last, the coldest game I played in, we traveled to Arkansas State. Ugh. And we played Arkansas State, and Hugh Freeze was the head coach at that time. Oh, man, everything's full circle. Everything <laughs> yeah. has come full circle. Uh, <laughs> C- Coach, appreciate you. Congratulations again, and we'll talk soon, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, Thanks, Coach. That is Go Mickey out. Grudy, John Carroll, former FAU punter. We've come full circle. We started the show with FAU head coach Tom Herman, and we end the show with former FAU punter and John Carroll head coach Mickey Grudy. Just like we did when we first met each other back working for FAU football. That's right, and I met Jeanette. At FAU. She is a student, me is the broadcaster, and now this has come full circle. I mean, he doesn't get more well-rounded than the Ken Levick Alive show. My and now Stone. God. And now they're Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fart. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a lot of fun, I promise you. And uh, we'll check in on uh, this Wellington guy. Doesn't sound like he's going to join us. This Wellington head coach who quit today, right? Yeah, that's right. He uh, texted me back. He said, uh, not today, sir. Yeah, he said, uh, maybe some other day. Uh, He said, maybe some other day. Yeah, that's not happening. We know what that means. All right, well, more signing day coverage coming up. Stone Labanowitz, Cyrus Woodick, have you until four. Jeanette Stone, I'm Ken. Bye bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So last night, after the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, I pulled into the um, to the, the Duffy's in Boca, and Tyree Smith, who we talked to earlier in the show, our man on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, he goes, damn, bro, that's your ride? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that is slick, man. I love that car. I'm like, I know you should. It's my Kia K5 GT, all sleek and blue. From Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. That's right. That's what I'm rolling in. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Again, it's where I got my Kia K5 GT. If I'm going to be stuck in traffic, if I'm going to be in gridlock, might as well be in comfort and in style. And the Kia K5 GT I got from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And the best part is... You, you can go in, you can get yourself an outstanding Kia automobile, even if, and I've lived this life, so I know it, your credit is bad, like bad, bad, and I've had bad credit. I mean, there have been times in my life that's been my trademark, like it's followed me around, it's been a dark cloud hovering over me, because you didn't seem like you had an out, there was no way, Stone went through it buying a, a place, he yes, bought I a did. new place, and he had some credit issues. Yep. It's hard, man, it's hard, and they understand that at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Their credit clinic on site, their bankrupt sitting there waiting to help you. I tell you what, it is such a relief, and they don't judge. Sometimes there are dealerships, especially in this area, that just sort of thumb their nose at you. Like, really? Like, you're trying to buy a car from here, and you've got this credit? You'll never, ever, 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 and I am emphasizing, ever get treated like that at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south, Palm Beach International Airport, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Check out that selection, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.
Palm Beach. We've been talking about Cormani McLean. Quick recap, five-star corner out of Lakeland, was committed to the Florida Gators, said, "Uh uh-uh, sorry, Coach Billy Napier, I'm going to commit to the Canes. Did this several weeks ago. It was a shock to a lot of people in Canes' world. They didn't see that coming, didn't expect that coming, but of course, they'll take it. Cormani McLean. Now, it turns out, according to 247, uh, didn't go to a visit at Miami this past weekend that was scheduled, Uh, will not sign today per his his mom uh, and so uh, now 247 is reporting that Deion Sanders at Colorado has reached out to Cormani's family joining us now is a man who uh, is going to be able to shed a little bit of light on it he knows all when it comes to the Canes Gabby Arudia 247 Canes he's the co-host of Through the Smoke and he joins us just for a brief second here on Ken Levicka Live Gabby I know it's super busy this is a, a big big day and so I appreciate you taking some time uh, what happened here how shocking is this? Should we be surprised Cormani McLean today is not going to be a cane for the time being? Yeah, I mean, I feel like shocking and National Signing Day kind of go hand in hand, right? So, yeah, maybe we should be surprised, but really should we? Uh, it feels like these are the types of things that happened. Uh, it wasn't long ago where, Tyler, where Travis Hunter flipped to Jackson State from Florida State on National Signing Day. So these are the types of things that just happen in high-profile recruitments. Um, you know, obviously this isn't the ideal situation. It's something Miami kind of started dealing with. It seems it probably even last night, and I kind of got whiff of it earlier this morning. Um, I didn't know really know that he wasn't going to sign. I think they were just trying to figure some stuff out. Um, I, I mean, I think the Deion Sanders stuff, I mean, I, I definitely believe that they've had conversations, but I think more so than Deion Sanders in Colorado. It might be Nick Saban in Alabama who are giving Cormani McLean a lot to think about. Uh, you know, there was a rumored visit uh, from a few weeks ago. He ended up not making it up to Tuscaloosa. Um, this is These are just the types of ebbs and flows in these high-profile recruitments. We are talking about the number two overall player in the country per the, you know, the composite, which is just an industry average. Um, you know, Miami's chipping away here. I think that there's definitely definitely some confidence on their end that they can get this thing across the finish line. But uh, as we know, Ken, uh, this is one of those things where – you don't really know until it's official and until Penn meets paper and Miami has those papers in their hands, uh, you kind of got to hold on to your seat. Yeah, and I did want to ask you, Gabby, when it comes to not going on the visit to Tuscaloosa, not going on the visit to Miami, and listen, I've worked in college football a long time, long time play-by-play voice of FAU. I know how fans sort of uh, consume that news. I, I, there's a lot of, oh, that kid, uh, lack of character. Why would he do that? Red flags. Like, how, how should the last couple of weeks from Cromani McLean be translated in your mind? Yeah, you know, honestly, just kind of speaking to people that are obviously part of fixing the situation for, uh, you know, they, they think the world of Cormani McLean. They think he's a really good kid that is in a, an extremely unique situation. I think people, people forget a lot of times, like, these are 17, you know, sometimes turning 18-year-old kids that have to make one of the biggest decisions of their lives, and they do it with, like, under a spotlight. Cormani McLean is, is, is an introvert in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of eyes on him, and everyone's wondering what he's going to do. He needs, he's trying to make sure he's making the right decision for himself and his family. I mean, I think everyone at the University of Miami just thinks that or, or try, is trying to respect his process, respect how if he wants to go about it on his terms, they think he's earned that in terms, you know, just with who he is as a prospect and who he's been as a person. Uh, so, you know, it's not always uh, the drama queen that wants all the attention. Sometimes it's just a really, I mean, it's an extremely important decision that you need to make sure you get right. Where you sure. spend your college years uh, obviously has a huge impact on, you know, the rest of your career, your development, who you are as a football player. And so, you know, there's it, it's one of those situations where Miami feels like they have the right people in place to give Cormani McLean an opportunity to be an NFL superstar, which he has the potential to be. And uh, they're just from here on uh, here on Wednesday, and we'll see what happens down the line. But, uh, again, Miami – Gabby, I, I, I got to ask you this. You know, it, it's come down to, uh, you know, where he's going to choose. We talked about Legacy wanting to build this class with Miami and everything. Do you think he's in contact with Travis Hunter? There was an article from 24-7 Sports with Robbie Weinberg who talked about Dion's contacting him. Do you really think it's Travis Hunter contacting him? Does he want to go be a tandem and then be the guys on the island in Colorado? Is this more about Travis Hunter 
parlaying himself with Cormani McLean more so than Cormani McLean parlaying himself with Deion Sanders? I mean, I think everything's on the table. Uh, you know, we know how this rec- this recruiting stuff is wild, man. And, you know, I, I obviously, you know, can't totally speak on that or speak in definites because I don't know the details um, of, of any of that stuff. But, look, I mean, these kids all talk to each other, and we know in recruiting that, you know, elite players want to play with elite players. And, you know, they both kind of played for the same seven-on-seven organization. Travis Hunter was an, a South Florida Express kid. Um, you know, Cormani McLean spent this last seven on seven season with South Florida Express. Um, I don't know how necessarily close the two are of their relationship, but I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be totally shocking to assume that maybe they've, they've talked and all these different types of things. But again, I really do think it's, uh, it's potentially the Crimson Tide more so than Deion Sanders and, or Travis Hunter and, and the potential of Colorado than, uh, um, you know, I, I think Alabama's maybe more of the threat. Gabby, really appreciate this. Awesome insight. Thank you for clearing some of this stuff up. And I think what you said about how how uh, Carmody McLean should be perceived right now was extremely important, and some people needed to hear that as well. So, uh, again, Gabby Arudia, 247-247 Canes, the Through the Smoke podcast. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes with us. Absolutely. Ken and Stone, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Gabby. Appreciate you, Gabby. That is Gabby Arudia, 247. And now, doing what we like to do. And that show FAU some love. That's yes. what we do. Yes. Uh, a, a man who, who near and dear to my heart, to Jeanette's heart, he was Jeanette's punter at Florida Atlantic. When Jeanette came to school in 2009 at FAU, the man who was punting for FAU was Mickey Grudy. Yep. He is now the head football coach at John Carroll. And an unbelievable season, a deep playoff run yeah. for John Carroll. And John Carroll is really the center of a lot of the signing day attention in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And joining us now is Mickey Grudy here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Mickey, uh, congratulations. Uh, congratulations on your outstanding season as well, Coach Bud. What a signing day. What a haul for you guys. you got to be pretty proud. Coach, you hear me? Did we lose coach? All right, we'll get coach on. All of those things still apply, though. Quite the lead up. They are Definitely really, was. really, really strong uh, at John Carroll. Now, what? So, so Stone, you've got Wilkie Denod, right? Yeah, he's a savage on the defensive end side of things. He is committed to Auburn. Going to Auburn. He's going to play for Hugh Freeze. Uh, So uh, John Carroll, by the way, just small school in Vero. And Mickey Grudy has really built that thing into a powerhouse. And so for me, it's wild that he goes from someone I know kicking the football at FAU to spending some time as an assistant coach at Vero, mm-hmm. to taking over John Carroll, and now here we are, and he's in state semifinals with his John Carroll team, and he has uh, his defensive lineman, his defensive end going to Auburn. Uh, coach, you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no, thank you for, for jumping on with us. Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about Wilkie Denod, the uh, the man you've got going to Auburn, going to play for Hugh Freeze. When did you know, all right, this dude's pretty real? Uh, the moment I met him his freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he was actually, I saw him first at summer basketball workouts, and he was dunking, and it was me. he was making it look way too easy. And uh, I could tell this guy's going to be pretty special. Is, it, is there something about him, Mickey, that, that he's been able to stay with this Auburn squad you know, getting rid of their coach and bringing in Hugh Freeze and obviously he's clean house and brought in a bunch of new coaches. Is Does it pay I, homage to the kind of kid that, that Wilkie is, that he stayed with these guys and they want to stay with him? I think so. You know, I, I really just, you know, one thing I preach to our guys is you want to be men of your word and Wilkie committed to play at Auburn, you know, and obviously things get a little weird when coaching changes happen and stuff like that. But, you know, I give credit Coach Freeze and his staff. Um, they came down and met with Wilkie, talked to him and his family, you know, and I knew Wilkie's decision wasn't going to be based off of, you know, the gear or, you know, the swag or anything like that. It was going to be about the relationships he built. And I really think that's why he ended up sticking with Auburn, was the relationships he built with the, uh, with the new staff. I mean, you have the last couple of years sent guys uh, off and they've signed. They're playing college football. You've had a couple of D1 guys. How have you gotten it? To this point, how is how is John Carroll now risen to to the top of Palm Beach County Treasure Coast High School football like this? Um, you know, I think it takes a lot of hard work from our senior groups that we've had in years past. 
Um, and I really, you know, I give credit to them because of what they've been able to do and the foundation they've been able to lay and what we've been doing. Um, all of our seniors and leaders we've had in the past, they've just done a good job of laying a foundation so that we're able to go ahead and play in these big games now. Here with uh, John Carroll, head football coach, former FAU punter, Mickey Grudy here on ESPN 106.3. And so, Coach, I was saying that uh, Jeanette Javier, who started uh, at FAU as a student in 2009, you were her punter. That was your first year. You earned that job after game one as the full-time punter for Howard Schnellenberger and company. I hold you near and dear to my heart first as a punter, <laughs> then uh, then a coach. What was what was for for someone like you uh, with your your big strong leg? What was recruiting like for you? What was how did you you traverse your path to Howard Schnellenberger and FAU? You know, it was definitely interesting for me because I played high school at St. Thomas Aquinas, and anybody familiar with that program is familiar that they don't use a punter quite often. <laughs> That's uh, true. So that was a little unique, um, getting recruited there, because I went from, you know, maybe punting once a game to FAU, where we would punt, you know, <laughs> fairly often. <laughs> a little bit. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Especially Mickey's um, final year in 2011, but yes, that's yes, where yes. you shone brightly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, no, I uh, just recruiting-wise and stuff like that, and, again, it's all about building relationships. And, you know, I Coach Nellenberry came to – visit me at school, came to my house, sat down with my parents, and the relationship I was able to build with him and Coach Van at the time kind of sealed the deal for me. Wait, so you you legitimately got an in-home visit. Uh, the uh, Mickey Grudy punter got an in-home visit from Howard Schnellenberger. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I never really knew this. Cool. That That's is really cool. awesome. That rules. I love that. Uh, Mickey Grudy with us here on uh, Ken Levick Alive. Uh, what What is your like the, the moment at FAU as a punter that you that you did the job you did that pumped you up? Like, was it pinning someone inside the one? Did you make a tackle? Like, what 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 got you uh, fired up the most? A job you did as FAU's punter. Uh, I would have to say when we came out and we went three and out on the first drive and somewhere where it was kind of noisy like the Swamp or Texas or something like that, I would have to say coming out on the first punt after a three and out, place is kind of rocking, momentum's on their side. Uh, I think being able to flip the field, putting the defense in a little bit better position was always something that I was keen on that I was able to do, I feel, pretty consistently. God, I love this. I didn't realize this, Coach, but I could do punter talk for like two hours. I'm <laughs> fascinated by this entire thing. Um, so I don't know how the listeners would feel. Yeah, I was going to say, we might have Mickey Grudy Presents Punting. Uh, start, it's our new segment in 2023. John Carroll, head coach, Mickey Grudy with us here on Ken Levick Alive. So, What's next now? Because you've set a pretty high bar. You're going to state semis. You've got an Auburn uh, product now uh, who's going to go play for Hugh Freeze. Like, what's next now? How do you take this next leap with John Carroll? Uh, I think the first thing is we're going to finish getting our seniors recruited. I think we'll end up in total by the second signing day. We're going to have about 12 guys signed to go play ball at the next level, which for John Carroll being a smaller school is kind of rare and unheard of. Um, so that'll be the first step, and you know, and then back probably middle of January, you know, we'll start our football season again. We don't say football season starts in August because, as we all know, it starts it's all year round. You know, it's 365 days a year, and we'll get back to it, and that's how we're going to train. I thought our guys did a good job this year, physically and mentally, training to play four quarters. Um, that's how we train in January. It's how we're going to train all summer and different things, and I think you kind of flows over into August and September, October, and hopefully we're playing in December next year again. But that's our goal, and that's our mindset, is state championship or bust from here on out. Oh, state championship that. or bust. Yeah, you dropped that line on me uh, a few months ago on High School Hysteria Show, and I, I truly believed it. Hey, you talked about having 12 other guys that are going to eventually go play at the next level. I want to touch on one of them, because usually mm-hmm. Wilkie's the one everybody asks about, but Aiden Singleton's going to Lehigh. Smart kid, smart decision. You know, What do you think his future is at the next level? Uh, I think he's got, his roof is so high, you know, him and Wilkie too. But Aiden's roof is so high, you know, they're going to use him at cornerback, but I think you guys were witnesses this year. He's a really oh, good yeah. wide receiver as well. You know, so it wouldn't shock me where he's going to end up being a guy who plays both ways for them. So they just had a new coaching change as well. But, again, he built the relationship with their new coach there, and I think his, his roof is so high. You know, they have him listed as a corner. I think he could actually play safety as well. 
And, you know, he'll, he can definitely return kicks. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Coach, have you talked to uh, Tom Herman yet? I have not. I've spoke to Coach Rock. I'm excited for him to be back home near his family <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so I was really happy for him and really happy for FAU because I know Coach Rock can recruit. Um, he recruited Wilkie originally at Auburn. So I was hoping he was going to be able to flip Wilkie to FAU, but I don't think there was enough time. One can dream. I don't think there was enough time for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. But uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Rock will be digging in uh, for the next crop of future owls from uh, from John Carroll. Jeanette, before we uh, let Coach go, do you have a favorite uh, Mickey Grudy moment in your time at FAU? No. Or just all of them? All of them. I tell you what. I mean, there, there, there is no one who's captured my heart more as a punter at FAU than... Oh, oh, by, oh I wanted to ask you, Mickey. I remember Mickey always being like super kind and one of the guys that he had a question, like you were easily available yeah. and super nice Because he's it. a good guy. Yeah. Sounds about right. That's he's a good guy. Yeah, I know, but I remember, I remember you. Um, you were like that. Riley Thompson, FAU's punter this past year, just transferred to Penn State. Uh, did you did you ever have an opportunity, uh, Coach, to when you were at FAU, maybe go Power Five? Uh, you know, I don't think it ever dawned on me to do that. And again, I think the transfer portal and yeah. transfer process was a little different back then. Um, but no, you know, I, I loved where I was at. I loved my teammates. I loved my coaches. So I never really had any wishes or thoughts to go ahead and transfer. What I'll say about Riley, and I love him, great kid, uh, punting in 85 degrees is a little bit different than punting in 21 degrees uh, and snow and blowing wind there in, uh, in, in State College. Uh, how, how much does it hurt, by the way, to kick a cold, hard football? Oh, it's a big difference. You know? And it's actually funny. The, lab, the coldest game I played in, we traveled to Arkansas State. Ugh. And we played Arkansas State. And Hugh Freeze was the head coach at that time. Oh, man, everything's full circle. Everything <laughs> yeah. has come full circle. Uh, <laughs> C- Coach, appreciate you. Congratulations again, and we'll talk soon, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All Thanks, right. Coach. That is Go Mickey out. Grudy, John Carroll, former FAU punter. We've come full circle. We started the show with FAU head coach Tom Herman, and we end the show with former FAU punter and John Carroll head coach Mickey Grudy. Just like we did when we first met each other back working for FAU football. That's right. And I-, I met Jeanette. At FAU. She is a student, me is the broadcaster, and now this has come full circle. I mean, he doesn't get more well-rounded than the Ken Levick Alive show. My and now Stone. God. And now they're Stone. <laughs> 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 Big fart. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a lot of fun, I promise you. And uh, we'll check in on uh, this Wellington guy. Doesn't sound like he's going to join us. This Wellington head coach who quit today, right? Yeah, that's right. He uh, texted me back. He said, uh, not today, sir. Yeah, he said, uh, maybe he's some other day. The counties. Uh, no. He said, maybe some other day. Yeah, that's not happening. We know what that means. All right. Well, more signing day coverage coming up. Stone the Banowitz, Cyrus Wittig, have you until four. Jeanette Stone, I'm Ken. Bye bye.